Hey, this is Lou Mangello from WDW Radio, and you're listening to the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. Let's do this. The Tedges this week continue all the way to episode 440 of the Five-ish Fangirls Podcast. I don't have a skull. Or bones. Hey, grab my butt. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Five Ish Fan Girls podcast. So glad you joined us. Let's start off like a dirt with the virtual table and see who joined us this week. Chrissy in Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Everyone's doing okay. Yes. I guess we'll find out after the fact if we sound okay for everybody. Unfortunately, we have lost our access to Zoom for the time being. Hopefully, we can rectify that sooner rather than later. But in the meantime, we are back to Skype. So, So any any weird sounds this it's Skype being Skype. Although hopefully, yeah. in the interim, when we haven't been on Skype, maybe it's made some improvement. That's what I said the other day, but I'm not. I'm not holding out hope because it's still Microsoft, and that is true. That they is are true. just like, but we, like, are we gonna have a? Are we gonna have a, a Bones Day or a No Bones Day? <laughs> yeah. The TikTok folks that understand that reference. Uh, so yeah, and then hopefully everyone's doing okay after our little week off. Mm-hmm. Patience while I went and partied with Metallica. Yes, those pictures. <laughs> and were when awesome. I say partied with Metallica, I partied with you Metallica. You partied with Metallica, yeah. So <laughs> a good time. Yeah. So yeah. pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, knock on wood. Right now, I'm currently scheduled to uh, return to uh, Set Lusty Bruce to talk yet again about Metallica. So nice. Uh, when we get around to recording that episode with Jesse, if he puts it out, you'll yes. be able to hear all about my shenanigans mm-hmm. in Detroit. Yes. But not Looking just, forward to it. Not just Metallica, although it's you know 90 Metallica. I also found a TARDIS. I saw that. I'm just yeah. like, oh, sweetness. <laughs> me want. I know. Why can't we have Especially one here? It's not just a TARDIS. It's a it's a lending library. Library. TARDIS. So no, it's, it's, it's got books on the inside. Side. Yes. Yeah. Which which fits so well with our last episode that we did. Mm-hmm. I know. That made me happy. It's like I'll I've got one of those little lending libraries, but it's like the size of like a bird, uh, an over, you know, slightly oversized birdhouse. Like this is mm-hmm. just it's a full scale TARDIS. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to arrest myself to this TARDIS here and uh, yeah, sit and read and not be. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll just I'll just step inside and arrest myself and uh, my punishment is I have to read. Yep. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Although you might get hungry because there were a lot of cookbooks in there. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> so. But anyway. 
coming soon to a feed near you set listing bruce yay uh hopefully get to hear that sometime probably next month so yeah i will let you know uh, so, but we do need to do the no, need, knows. <laughs> news, news, off news one week, knows. and look what happens. <laughs> uh, gotta do the news, um, and, uh, unfortunately I have some 10 o'clock news, and this is, okay, this is really, like, it's sad, but at the same, if this is really weird, at least for me. To have somebody's death that ends up on sites like E and TMZ and people and websites like that, you know, where like whenever you have a celebrity death, that it's like, wait, I know this. I knew this person. <laughs> and some of the pictures that they've been using for the articles are, are some of the people in some of the pictures with him are people I know. So mm -hmm. this is kind of weird. <laughs> Right. In a way, it's just like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, it's like with some celebrities, like you feel like you know them. I actually knew Peter. Like we were Facebook mm -hmm. friends. We saw each other semi regularly at mm -hmm. usually PopCon. So it's like this is kind of odd. Um, but it's it's also you know it's also unfortunate. Um, Peter Spellows, uh, who uh, I interviewed. All the way back on episode 189. So if you want to go back and listen to that, you can hear my conversation with Peter, um, which was PopCon 2018-ish, I think. So um, he That's has... About right? Yeah, he he has passed away at the age of 69 due to, due to cancer, unfortunately. Uh, um, so, um, but yeah... Um, uh, he was diagnosed earlier in the summer and, uh, pancreatic cancer, um, oh. and it was stage three at the time when he was, uh, diagnosed and they've had a, a GoFundMe going to try to raise money to help with his medical expenses. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he went into treatment right away, but unfortunately his, he just, it just did not respond to the treatment. Um, the way we would have liked. So they ended up putting him in, in hospice fairly recently just to make him comfortable. Uh, yeah. he, he passed away early yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Um, so, um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm assuming that the, the money that was raised will go to any outstanding bills and likely, um, you know, expenses, uh, for his uh his uh you know uh I guess his his kind of brother or cousin or something uh that said he's gonna be cremated, so but that, that still costs money. Uh right. so right. their funeral expenses or yeah. Yeah. Those expenses that come with that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So but yeah. This is sucks. Yeah, it, I mean, it was very heartwarming to see all the, the, the posts, both from people mm -hmm. I know and then people he knew from, you know, his time before he moved here to Indy. Um, you know, he was a an East Coaster for the longest time, but 
yeah, it's expensive out there. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. in that part of the, in that part of the country, and he had people here that you know were willing to you know he had uh, you know his improv classes he taught here. He had Breakfast Anytime, which he helped launch, which is the the improv group which performs at, at things like PopCon and other conventions. Um, he was helping out at a local high school that one of his uh, you know students worked in the you know theater departments so he he was he was not moving here just yeah you know, just to save a, a few bucks but he had you know people that he considered family here yeah um and you know the last time i saw him was at last year's popcon i think um and um you know he was not as mobile uh but you know he's up there in age you know uh he lived a fairly uh busy busy life um but you know he was always he was in good spirits you know he was always you know asking people how they were doing and that sort of thing you know he on the surface could look kind of gruff but really he was just a big old teddy bear on the inside Mm -hmm. always ready to crack a joke and depending on the audience sometimes the jokes might be inappropriate but (laughs) know your audience yep (laughs) he knew his audience uh Uh uh-huh sometimes you need those (laughs) so um yeah his his legacy will live on through Breakfast Anytime and uh, the members of that and his other students, improv students. And then obviously, of course, his his acting work, uh, you know, he was on the, he was uh, a voice, a regular semi regular voice in the Transformers cartoon series Robots in Disguise. Uh, he was the voice of Skybite. Oh, nice. Very cool. Yeah, he's in Men in Black too. Um, you know, if you're a, a, a fan of the the Nightmare on Elm Street, he's in Freddy's Dead: The Final Nightmare. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, he's a really cool guy, and you know, we we're all better for for knowing him. And unfortunately, you know. Going forward, PopCon is not going to quite be the same without him, but yeah, hopefully we'll find a way to to honor uh, yeah. his his contribution. So sounds like an awesome dude, and yeah. you know, sorry to hear of his passing. Of course, thoughts and prayers yes. go out to his loved ones, those who knew him, mm-hmm. and uh, God bless. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, Once again, cancer stinks. Yes. Right. Cancer sucks. All right. Well, let's move on to happier news, especially now. Written in pencil, of course. The actor yes. strike <laughs> is now over. <laughs> so we can go back to people promoting things and uh working on things 
So not that I didn't mind some of the other stories that they told, but it's just like, all right, now we can hear yeah. the irons in the fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they were like, the strike is over, and all of a sudden my Facebook feed was all like promoting this, promoting that. You know, hey, I got this new yeah. movie, I got this new TV show, I got this new book. Kevin Bacon's dancing to Footloose in a barn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, me, like he hasn't been sitting on that, that one for a while. <laughs> yeah, he was ready. <laughs> uh So, uh, so we got our first look at the next entry into the Ghostbusters franchise with Ghostbusters: Frozen Empire. So, mm-hmm. with Paul Rudd because everybody loves Paul Rudd, uh-huh. and the other familiar faces both old and new that have now become part of the franchise since yeah. Afterlife was released, so. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah. Just, oh, just any time I hear the siren of the of oh. Ecto-1, there's just a, uh-huh. it's like the sound of the TARDIS. There's just certain yes. noises you're just like, ah, yes. Uh-huh. I love that sound. Yes. <laughs> That noise makes me happy. <laughs> so or just or just the pleasant hum of the firing up of the Yeah. Packs. Yes. <laughs> yep. So that is due out next year. Um and speaking of the TARDIS. Um, this yes. past Friday was uh, Children in Need uh-huh. Day, yes. so in anticipation of this coming Saturday's first uh, full episode of the return of David Tennant as a doctor, we got a nice little bit mm-hmm. uh, thing sketch. Uh, with with David Tennant's Fourteenth Doctor and um, some certain uh, yeah someone certain certain someone and his uh, pepper pots uh, yeah and <laughs> the whole internet is going bonkers because of said certain someone is not in a certain um apparatus. He's not in his house. That's because he. That's because of the timeline. He hadn't gotten there. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just like, guys, we don't know where exactly. Were you not paying? Was like, were you not paying attention? Yes. This is literally. This is literally the genesis of the Daleks. Like the name Dalek hadn't even been. Thought of yet? They didn't have names he yet. He was using collards. He yes. was using collards. This was how. This is how yeah. early in the Dalek timeline this is. So, yes. Like, I I think somewhere between this and the Tom Baker genesis of the Daleks, Davros yes. doesn't end up in a galactic wheelchair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna get there. reaction from a certain showrunner and some of his um, commentary toward the fans is kind of like okay you could have just said it's in a different part of the timeline he's not that 
he's he hasn't you know changed his his biology yet and mm-hmm. you know kind of i i'm not not a fan of the whole oh you idiot fans just just take you know you just have to like it sort mm-hmm. of thing or you know i i'm uh, i don't know I, I I wish I wish he hadn't have responded in the way he did, because that just sort of puts a that that puts a uh, a damper on the entire proceedings. Mm. But like you said, Holly, it it could this could be a different part of the timeline, and this could be you know the genesis before the genesis. So mm-hmm. and that's fine. Well, and I was it's thinking just, too. It's just like it's okay, like that, knowing that, this is give that explanation, please. That's that's it. That's all it has to be. And then knowing it was the children in need, I'm just like, okay, are we like hopping in? And this is like he landed on the TV screen, and this is it, it, this is the writer. But then I'm just like, no, that's Davros's voice. So this has got to be yeah. <laughs> early in the timeline before everything. Mm-hmm goes here here come the Daleks right I mean they I mean they did in general they do the children in need stuff can Uh be considered canon but you also gotta figure was it was a children in need or red nose is curse of the fatal death I think Uh, red nose was curse of the fatal death but I could be wrong yeah so it's like you're not supposed to take them too seriously mm-hmm. the, the red nose and, and children in need specials so I, yeah. I love how we I love how oh, we get the yeah. mythology of how the Daleks wound up the plunger yeah <laughs> oops geez Doc let's see you set London or yeah. some part of London on fire and now this okay your track record can't take you anywhere, can we? <laughs> I well, I mean, all things considering, going from a going from a sh- you know sharp, pointy thing to a plunger, I think is uh, we all benefit from. Oh yeah, yeah. That honestly. Oh, so. oh yes, yeah. We we can skip the warm stabby hugs this time. Yeah. 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 Oh so. no. Yeah. But, uh, you know, but, uh, connected children in need, humble bundle. Oh, yes. Of course, they would do this when I'm like, you know, trying to buy like Christmas presents for other mm-hmm. people, not stuff for myself. And this <laughs> is quite the deal. Quite yeah. the deal for what yeah. you are getting. Third, yeah, you Hannah. can get all 36 items for 25 bucks. Yeah, and, and that, some of those role-playing game manuals are like 20, 30 bucks a pop digitally. I mean, even I mean, you're talking like big finish audios and not like that too. Yeah. older big finish either. You're uh-huh. talking like David Tennant, Dr. Brand, big finish. So, yeah. You know, Diary of River Song. So those are yep. like this. If you went to big finish, you'd be paying like full price, even just for oh, digital yeah. download. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is it's a it's a really good deal. It's just oh, uh-huh. why did it have to be going into the holidays? So it's, it's that it's Black Friday. 
Uh huh. Uh, yeah. Now it's like Black Friday week. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because I, I see like everybody. Even I even picked stuff at Walmart earlier today, and they're like, "Hey, yeah. we've got Black Friday deals." I'm like, "This is Black Friday," and I wasn't here for that anyway. But, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, don't you know? Don't you know? Walmart on when on uh they started Black Friday. La, la, was it last Wednesday when they wear pink? Uh, so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, pretty soon in the whole month of November is going to be pretty much a black because everybody Friday. everybody's wanting everybody's money. So yeah, but the humble Never. bundle, as of we're recording this, is still valid for more than is still going to be available for more than two weeks. So yeah, you still got sixteen so, days and some change. Yeah. To uh, so if if you need to wait for next paycheck or or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. You got time, so. Mm-hmm. Yep. So and it go, and it does go to help children in need. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good cause. Good collection. Yeah, yes. it's a really good humble bundle. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so. it's awesome when humble bundle has a has a, a big finish component because it's like oh. I need, yeah. that mm-hmm. I need that one, and I already have this one, but it's part of it. Yeah, because that's how I, a few years back, that's how I was able to get the Dalek Empire. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had that with David Tennant pre-Tenth Doctor, and it's just like, ooh, so that's, <laughs> that's a fun series. I, I listened to it, it a is. few years back, and oof. It fun. is. Oh. Well, anyway, go check out that humble bundle. Get some good big finish for for a not very much money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beat yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. And some of the movie. comic books that they got in there too are good reads as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that the one thing with humble bundle is it is. In this case, everything is digital, so it's like if you're yeah. somebody who's like, I really yeah. want the actual book, sorry. In yeah. the past, sometimes Humble Bundle has done that, where you, you pay a little bit more, but still you're paying less than cover price right. for a lot of things. Uh, but in this I, case, well, they're, they're, yeah. everything's just digital, so, yeah, but, but you know. You do get the file, so it's not like, oh, it's a Kindle book that could be, you know, removed at any time. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you, you save you get to save that file to your hard drive, and yeah, yep. So, so it's 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 not a physical copy, but it's about the the next best thing to having an actual. Mm-hmm. And Humble Bundle's got a nice little library that hey, if you accidentally forgot or mm-hmm. something, it, you yeah. somehow it auto, somehow disappears from your hard drive. You can go to the website and like. Okay, I just need to re-download this, 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 and yep. this from my library, and oh. yeah. So yeah, so, so they do they do offer that service. Yes, mm-hmm. you can you can download it and keep it forever and always. Yes, and you know if the if the internet completely dies or something happens, sweet meteor of death shows up. Which I guess by then we're screwed anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they'll still have your big finish collection. Yes. Yeah. So, but 
Uh, thank you, Aaron, actually, for letting us know about the Humble Bundle. He posted that in the yeah. Discord, so. Yes. All the more reason to join the Discord. Oh, yes. So. Uh, moving on to Marvel. Like I said, the, they were like, the strike is over! And every celebrity was like, here you go! And immediately Ryan Reynolds was like, here you go! <laughs> Deadpool, Deadpool three release dates <laughs> yes. just in time for Shalane's birthday. Yep. <laughs> so, yes, we well, can now expect uh, uh, always write in pencil, mm-hmm. uh, just Although in I case. Think, I think. <laughs> Given the year that it's been, um, I'm pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna make sure this one drops because dang, they they need it. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But right now, Deadpool three is slated for July 26th. So there is that. So I am I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we don't have a release date yet. But we presumably sometime next year. Um another entry into the Marvel Sony shared Spider Verse yes. MCU adjacent as Shalane Shalane and I were talking about it. Te- that's uh we were saying that Marvel Studios, you know, aka Disney and Sony are tag teaming with <laughs> the Spider Verse. I'm like, yep, that's that's about right. So yeah. Um is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. So, but we got our first look at Madam Web. Mm-hmm. It does look good. It does. It, I don't know a lot about Madam Web, I, so I don't no. either. But I, was I like quite intrigued what I just to, just to see just to see what they show in the trailer because it's like yeah. I know she's you know a spider person. Right. Yeah, what, I, what I understand from the comics. Um, I read a, uh, a, or I watched a YouTube video with it. Um, what I understand is that she, in a comic, um, would help Peter Parker by telling him kind of, like, if you could see the future, like, it's like the threads, the, the web of time or the threads mm-hmm. of time, something like that. So she could see what was what could be happening and he could make plans based on that and obviously that probably went <laughs> very bad as well as you could expect in yeah. comic book universe yeah you know so it's just kind of eh. so, so that that is that is my limited knowledge on that and i'm sure that someone will chime in in the in the uh, comments or the you know feedback and be like no that isn't it at well it really just comes down to you know how much of of her comic origins and powers and stuff they're they're actually going to be using and where exactly she fits in the spider-verse you know is she in the same universe as you know andrew garfield's spider-man or toby Maguire's, or is she in venom's Spider-Verse is she in, you know, Morbius's universe? We don't know. So it's like since they've since we've got, you know, our kind of 
MCU multiverse and then our Spider-Verse and eventually they'll maybe they've come they crossed over a little with the, you know Spider-Man No Way Home with bringing in Toby and Andrew but mm-hmm. you know it's like because Sony is just like no this eight-legged freak is make is making us all the money in the world so it's like we're not giving him up so it's like marvel just has to do what they can with the anything spider-verse related so uh but uh but yeah i I think it i think it looks really interesting so and you know the bar really got lowered with morbius so really we can Mm -hmm. only go up yeah, at least as far as the live action is concerned, I know the uh-huh. the Tom Hardy Venoms did okay. Yeah, um, you know, obviously the animated Spider Verse have done really well. Oh yeah, um, but yeah, the the live action Spider Verse has been kind of iffy. So, but like, yeah, the the bar really dropped after Morbius. So you know, really, Madam Web can really jump over it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hopefully, see what happens. Yep. Oh. But until then, we. If you're wondering what to do over your Christmas break, if you happen to have that time off, you can watch What If season two. With starting on December twenty second. Through the end of the year, we're going to get a new What If episode every single day. So nine straight days of new What If cartoons. And I'm so excited because I just, I loved the first season of What If. So a little, I mean, obviously with What If, you're going to have characters not being what you expect anyway, but it is kind of sad that from here on out we don't have any more Chadwick. Uh, it looks like, at least in one of the stories, it's it's Killmonger has taken mm-hmm. over the Black Panther mantle, so um, still weird to see Black Panther not hear Chadwick's voice come back. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I'm so glad that we were able to get what we got with What If Season 1, so... Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like it's going to just be a humdinger of a time with all sorts of craziness. So, such as what if likes to do. So I love about what if it could just be batshit bonkers and you're like, eh, it's a multiverse. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that is it for news on to feedback got some miscellaneous feedback from shalane speaking up on some of our news and uh our last topic so uh this is the actors i know from the boy and the heron are jebba chan from eternals captain marvel uh florence Pugh, black widow um and the rest of the um uh she and uh Gemma chan were in a movie together plus a bunch of other stuff so uh so speaking of marvel fan out blade is going to be r-rated oh yes blade 
Blade has to be our rated. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, given, given how how highly regarded the original Blade with Wesley Snipes, these Blade mm-hmm. One and Blade Two are are and they were rated R. I think there would be riots if it was not. Yeah. Yeah. No, Blade. But I mean, the the whole thing with Blade is he he is pretty single-minded of destroying vampires and therefore does not give a shit how messy it gets. Right. So, well, well, that too. So it's like, no, nobody really gives a crap, you know, if, if the, the carpet gets dirty. Uh, so, and there's only so many ways you can kill vampires anyway. So there's a lot of, you know, heads being chopped off among other things. So, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's a it's a little i mean the is it what the first the first blade movie literally starts with a rave an underground yeah, rave yes. where blood mm-hmm. is coming out of the sprinkler system so yeah yep. it is it is not for the faint of stomach yeah no. yeah so these these are not these are not twilight vampires they don't sparkle no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the the first the first two Blade movies are good. The third one, me. Yeah, yeah. I've only seen the first two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So have I. I might get around to watching the third one eventually. Third just one, to... I, I have been told doesn't count. Yeah. yeah. That's 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 what yeah. I kind of heard. But also, there's part of me that's like, ah. Completionist, right? Completionist. A I don't have to own it. Yeah. I just gotta watch it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, she says, "I read that Marvel said in Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness that Wanda did die." <laughs> yeah, well, they say those things. I don't believe them. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess Elizabeth Olsen is done with the MCU. And I would, again, I would put that in pencil. Yeah. So. I, I I would say air quotes die until we see a air body or an actual with very fine, very 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 fine print at the bottom. It says "done with the MCU for now." Now, yes. <laughs> just like all the rumors that I've been seeing going around Facebook that oh yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is coming back as Tony Stark. It's like I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> it's like I, I, I don't. I, I don't even he, think Rob. I don't even yeah. think Robert came back for what if. So I don't think so. I think they had <laughs> a lot. About, almost work. everybody else did, but not Robert. So yeah, they just find a really a good whole bunch of zeros onto that paycheck. But I think before he even signs on the dotted line. Yeah. So that's the nice thing about cartoons is you can get people if they sound really believable. You'll, you might not know the difference. So. Yep. So yeah, uh, just a kid. Yeah, nobody ever really dies, unless you're Aunt May. In that case, yeah, or Uncle Ben. In that case, you yeah, I was gonna say Aunt you May actually and do Uncle die. Um, Sorry, if you if you're Peter Parker's aunt and uncle, you're definitely dead, unfortunately. But yeah. everybody else is fair game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dead but true. Uh, so now on to the library and loving books. My favorite books of my childhood were Dr. Seuss, A to Z Mystery, June B. Jones, American Girls, and the Boxcar Children. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
favorite books of t- teen adult years fable haven percy jackson narnia harry potter jane austen to kill a mockingbird shakespeare hero of olympus jane Eyre, prince and the pauper now the dizzy twisted tales where it's not just the disney princesses but also not the disney not <laughs> Uh, princess movies like Hercules, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Pinocchio, Sword in the Stone, Incredibles. Uh, those have only been released outside the U.S. So jealous. I can I can see why because those also sound like a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> a lot of the fractured fairy tales are really really yeah, good. Yeah, they're on my list. Disney. Yeah, yeah, they're on my list. So. Uh, so my guilty pleasures during the teen and pre-adult years, Twilight, The Hunger Games, Divergent, City of Bones, and Match. I I like The Hunger Games. So uh, She gives us a correction. It's not Gemma Chan who's in Little Shop of Horrors on Broadway. It's Constance Wu. I, yes, thank you for that. So I've, I've been getting really bad recently with names. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> But as soon as she, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh yes, that's right, it's Constance Wu. Because I think Constance Wu is just a little younger than Gemma Chan, so uh, more age appropriate, I think. So, uh, so going back to Marvel, Twisted Tales is going to be a Marvel What If book coming out next summer. Uh, the title is going to be What If Wanda and Peter Parker Were Siblings. Ooh. That could be interesting. All the more reason why I need to start reading these books. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Shalane. I got some feedback from Aaron. His subject line is shh. <laughs> Love it. That, but okay. <laughs> like, how much shushing do you actually do on a daily basis, Chrissy? <laughs> Not much. Yeah, not as much as I you mean, might think. No, I uh, sometimes I have to get after the really the really obnoxious teenagers, but they show up like maybe once every couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. Ah, uh, he says hello, wonderful five-ish hosts. I grew up with a bit of a love-hate relationship with libraries. As a quiet introvert who spent most of my childhood with my nose in a book. You would think that the library was my sanctuary. Here's the thing. My library was staffed with people who seemed to hate being bothered. My school library had a woman who would refuse to help us because we needed to learn to use the card catalog. Meanwhile, my local library was switching to these newfound doodads called computers. It would talk to me like I was the dumbest person in the world because, as an eight-year-old, I was expected to know how these electronic gizmos worked. A lot of times I found books just by walking down random aisles and, excuse a joke, judging whether or not to read the books by their covers. Hey, I do that too. Happens to the best of us. When I got to high school, I was amazed by how different the library staff was. For the first time, I had a small group of adults who were not only willing to help, but knew enough about books that they could give some great recommendations. It was funny because they would give me book recommendations and I would give them movie recommendations. <laughs> During my brief time at college, I had the school library and the next and the next door and next door, the local library. Since I was commuting, I had a lot of downtime between classes where I would rent a stack of movies and watch on my laptop. Looking back, those were some great times. 
It's fascinating to hear your talk of libraries having groups and events dedicated to things like D&D because those activities were never offered when I was a kid. I feel like now would be a great time to be a kid in a library. These days, I simply use the Libby app for audiobooks and the occasional ebook. Take care, Karen. Hey, that's what those researches are there for. Mm-hmm. That is true. So yeah, I, I'm I'm sort of the same way. My uh, my my library. Well, I mean, I kind of talked about it last week or two weeks ago. Um, just didn't have all all the stuff we have now. So yes, now is an excellent time to be a kid in the library. Although you know, the adults have some fun some fun stuff too. So. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the feedback. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Aaron. So, <clears throat> moving on to this week's main topic, which I know we're going to hear from Shalane about. Oh, I'm sure we will. Yep. <laughs> And I'm sure she will be surprised because she thought we were done with musicals for the year. <laughs> for uh-huh. the year. Surprise! Surprise! But it just so happened that I went to see the Broadway version of the show literally yesterday as we're recording this. So, and Disney in certain places like the, uh, if you play the, um, uh, emoji Blitz game. The bonus prizes were all frozen themed recently because of the 10 year anniversary. So I am so sorry if the past you've been working the past 10 years to try to get let it go out of your head. We're <laughs> going to put it back. Just saying. So. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Disney's frozen. Yes. Yeah. Although I, I I heard recently they hinted there might be a Frozen Four in the future. I haven't what? had Frozen Three yet. Well, yeah. that's because they've already pretty much said that a Frozen Three is all practically a yeah. given. Yeah. Uh, but then they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and just you know mention that there's probably gonna be a fourth one as well." So yeah, anyway, yeah. I mean, so considering Frozen. considering the di- Walt literally since the late thirties has been one, you know, cause obviously we've got, you know, Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella, all based off of classic fairy tales, the snow queen or ice queen, you know, depending on your translation, uh, is a Hans Christian Andersen story. Mm-hmm. And all the way back, like, you know, a, a few years into the exist, you know, you know, a decade into the Disney Brothers studio existing, um, Walt has wanted to do a version of the Snow Queen as an animated feature and just couldn't do it because they didn't have the technology, you know, to get the look that they wanted. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, they were going to do... Uh, at one point, they talked about collaborating with um, MGM... And MGM would do a live action movie based on Anderson's life. And then Disney would animate the fairy tales. Um, you know, they, they, and they eventually just, uh, shelved it. (laughs) 
and um, it kind of got a second win during the Disney Renaissance, but it just it it still didn't, you know, it still didn't quite, um, you know, take off. They got you know the Disney Renaissance. It kind of went, you know, it was a great time, but then it went and. Disney was trying to dig themselves out of a hole and <laughs> and then bada bing bada boom it's you know the 2010s and they were like hang on a second let's try and give this thing a shot so but you know and, and even even as late as that, the script that they had was closer to the Hans Christian Andersen version where the Snow Queen, it, you know, Elsa was the villain. Yeah. It, because the, you know, like a lot of these fairy tales, the origin version is pretty dark. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a magic mirror created by the devil, and (laughs) yeah, yeah. kids getting kidnapped. Personally, I love Hans Christian Andersen. I I really enjoy his stories. Yes, they they get dark. That's Mm -hmm. none of it. Yeah, which is you know kind of weird, but there you go. It was just, it was, it was a, you know, nowadays, you know, we think of like, you know, telling stories to kids just as a form of entertainment. Mm -hmm. But at one point, you know, stories, telling stories was either a form of passing along actual history because people Mm -hmm. didn't, you know, didn't have the ability to read and write. So you well, had to rely on. They also didn't have. They really didn't have the time. To that too. You are yeah. trying to survive. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know so... you had to rely on the the oral tradition, and then any anything you know, quote unquote fictional or whatever, was meant to have like a moral. It was you know, mm-hmm. it was it was a way of of teaching the next generation yeah. good you know good and evil bad mm-hmm. yeah, you, don't, you do, might, don't, you don't might be naughty remember, children yeah you might not remember a lecture or you know a sunday school class but you will remember mm-hmm. a story everybody mm-hmm. does and even to this day it's like you know quoting movies and and stuff like that it's like it's the same thing mm-hmm yeah. So, so the the, so, yeah. the Snow so, Queen was no different as as far as that that storytelling device was. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, when when Disney was developing it, Elsa was was the villain, and some of some of that is still kind of in there, even with this even with this change there's still kind of nods to you know just how powerful elsa is and how dangerous her her powers can be cuz you know we we see mm-hmm. you know thankfully they were able to save anna the first time she got struck the second time 
well, I mean, she still eventually got saved, but it got really, really dire there. Um, yeah. And even though in this case, Elsa was not doing it with any sort of malice behind it, both times were accidents. Mm-hmm. It just goes to show just how powerful she was, you know, as a, as a, as a, you know, a, a, a person with abilities in mm-hmm. this, this world that they're living in. So, um, but yeah, once they, uh, you know, it got to the point where it was like, yeah, they started to to work on it, and then they like were still doing adjustments <laughs> to the script. And at one point, they were like, "Okay, we're gonna we're gonna give ourselves a deadline here." It's like you know, seventeen months after that, quit fiddling with stuff. They kind of had to put their foot down and be like, "Okay." Mm. How does uh, that thing go? If it's not broke, don't. Yes, exactly. So right. Chris Buck and, and Jennifer Lee, Jennifer Lee, who worked on Wreck-It Ralph, um, was, um, you know, they, they eventually became the, the folks in, uh, folks in charge. And obviously the, the Lopez's came in to do the music and, um, no, as as the uh, uh, you know production went on and they were mold, you know, metaphor here, you know, molding it, and then eventually it mm-hmm. became the movie we ended up getting, uh, you know, slightly over a a decade ago. And I will tell you, I I vaguely remember when the movie was released, like maybe seeing a commercial or something for it. But it never really caught my attention until one day I I I went and had like lunch with my mother, and um I had been uh at uh, I had just started a new job that summer, and you know filling her in on you know what the the new job was like and everything, and then she tells me about this movie about a reindeer and it's really funny. And you know a movie, I can't say a movie, this is not an indicator that a movie is good, but at least it's visually interesting and telling a good enough story, and the mu- I guess the music is catchy enough, that my mom went and saw it in a movie theater and stayed awake the entire time. That was like her big selling point on how good, in her opinion, how good this movie was. That she stayed awake the entire time in the movie theater. And she loved Sven because it reminded her of one of her dogs she had at the time. And I was like, okay, lady, whatever you say. And then, you know, we go to Disney that December and it's just Elsa's everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) It was crazy. Frozen mania. And I, like, I'm kind of like you, Rachel. I I mean, I saw the little teaser trailer where it's the, um, you know, it's, it's, it's Sven and Olaf. And I mean, I just like, it's a snowman and his reindeer and they're, you know, goofing around in the snow. And I'm kind of like, okay, whatever. This looks, I mean, you know, you don't, he doesn't even have the main characters in it. And then 
all of a sudden, you see Elsa everywhere. So when I went and saw the movie, finally, I liked it, but I was like, there should be more Elsa in this movie for all of, like, the, the toys and the costumes and, you know, she's the main person in the marketing. It's like, there's an awful lot of Anna, and I'm kind of annoyed by that, honestly. <laughs> I like Elsa better, personally. Um, but yeah, so it was just, it was kind of a thing. <laughs> and I went and saw it, because I really didn't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I had listened to any of the music. Um, so, I mean, I, I knew, like, Let It Go was a thing, but I really hadn't heard it. I don't know how I, I didn't know how I managed to do that. Honestly, I don't. Um, but, yeah, it was an interesting experience, like, going, because I just went by myself. Mm -hmm. I just, you know, went for it. Um, I don't even think I saw it in theaters. I think I rented it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because well, okay, I think I saw it like the Dollar Theater because it 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 would it had been out for a while, but I was kind of like, eh. It, it was you know, it was before I got married, obviously, and uh, I it was one of those things like I'm not doing anything on a you know a Saturday or something or whatever, and I was like, oh, it's at the cheap theater, I'll go there, <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I just wish there had been more Elsa in the, that first movie. And I, <laughs> and I did I did go download the soundtrack. So I was like, okay, the soundtrack the soundtrack slaps. Mm hmm. I I I like this. Yeah. Then you know, before you know it, just let it go was just everywhere. <laughs> you know, and. You know, immediately took over the you know every practically every square inch of Disney property. Oh yeah. You know, like I said, you know, you go and just little girls dressed up as Elsa just mm -hmm. everywhere. Eventually, um, at Christmas time, they changed the show. Because uh, for a while there, at least when I we were going, um, at Christmas time when they they decorate the castle mm -hmm. with lights, um, the story was that Cinderella, because it's her castle in Florida at mm -hmm. least, that she uh, wants uh, to decorate her castle for the holidays, but she can't decide what type of decorations you know to to mm -hmm. use and eventually it's decided that it should shimmer and sparkle like her glass slippers and that's what the fairy godmother does so then they they the lights that they use on the on the castle it looks like it's covered in ice essentially or glass you know sparkling glass but then when Frozen came along, they changed it so now that Elsa's the one decorating the castle using her ice powers. Um, and then, you know, they would do, they'd also have like the, um, you know, the, the fireworks at night. And that usually has a mix of music specifically written for, 
the fireworks, but then they started adding a, a projection aspect to it, and that had Disney music in it, and of course Let It Go got put in there. Oh. And, and then... Um, you know, eventually you could meet Anna and Elsa as characters, and that had ridiculously long lines, and then they rethemed the ride in the Norway Pavilion at Epcot from the Maelstrom to now it's a Frozen-themed, uh, and you can meet Anna and Elsa over there, and, uh, on some of the cruise line itineraries you can meet Anna and Elsa that's where I got to meet Anna and Elsa's when we uh our cruise uh to Alaska appropriate mm -hmm. uh there's even a frozen themed night on the Alaskan itinerary or at least there was when I went <laughs> oh my god uh, um, <laughs> yeah and now there's there's an entire frozen section in uh I think the one in, is it Hong Kong that just opened in the last like week or something like that? Um, and then the area at Tokyo Disney Sea is due to open next year. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, D Disney, you know, the, the, yeah, the, fir the first Frozen movie, it just like, you know, took off. Up it blew up and they immediately saw what they had and they were like, well, we're gonna milk this cash cow for as long as possible. Yeah. And that's not, it's not dried up yet. No, <laughs> so no, we've gotten a second movie. Too. There's talks about a third and a fourth, yeah. you know, we got the, like, we got the shorts. Mm -hmm. Like today at my story time, I had a little girl who was, who was there in an Anna, costume and i'm like mm -hmm. okay sure but yeah the dolls and all that and i think and i think this was mentioned in you know the media and, and such at the time but i don't think they've really focused on it so much it's kind of like disney you're good at the fairy tale princess story you know story thing and mm -hmm. you know keep doing that like i i want to say i mean they called it kind of called this the disney revival that started with well Honestly, I'd say it started with Princess and the Frog, even though that one wasn't a hit. Mm. And then Tangled, I love Tangled. Tangled is like one of my mm -hmm. newest mm -hmm. favorite Disney movies. Yeah. Pascal. Smolder. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, and the, you know, it's like Rapunzel and Flynn Rider are just yep. right on the same level of, you know, just. But they they they're, they're kind of like Rick and Evie from the from the Mummy yes. sort of mm -hmm. uh -huh. cool thing. Yep, it's great. And then they're like, okay, well, you know, we'll do this. So they do Frozen, and it's it's two sisters. So there's two two protagonists, kind of a villain, but not really. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. they took the the they took the idea of the Disney princess and just tilted it like. 45 degrees. Yeah, pretty much. Like, you still get some of the stuff you expect. You get the I Want song. Uh-huh. You get a couple of I Want songs. I mean, both sisters kind of get their I Want song. You know, Anna's got First Time in Forever. Elsa's got Let It Go. Um, you know, you've got a, yeah. a, you know, an animal sidekick for one person. Olaf is kind of, you know, is his own kind of sidekick. He's not an animal, but he's still no. a funny he's sidekick. Still a sidekick. Yep. 
yeah, although, all that. although I'm I'm gonna be the Debbie Downer and just be kind of like a lot a little bit of Olaf goes a long way. <laughs> uh, what, what, what they did with him in the second movie, I'm just kind of like, okay, can you stop now, please? Just, just, I'm done. I, I am seriously done. I like, like, over the pandemic, um, the, the lead animator on Olaf actually did those little, those little like minute long shorts mm-hmm. with, all, with Olaf. Is at, at home with Olaf. That's what it was. He posted on on YouTube, and and. Josh Gad voiced him, and or well, he wasn't on YouTube. I can't remember where it was now. YouTube, Disney Plus, somewhere. And I'm like, those were cute. And Olaf actually didn't talk all that much. I'm like, okay, those were fun. I like those. <laughs> but yeah, the the. I was like, I, I get it. You need to have you need to have the crazy snowman to, to to be comical. But I'm I'm, I'm good. We're good. I'm done. <laughs> I like Olaf. But he and I also have very similar feelings when it comes to heat. So, mm-hmm. yeah. He see when he sings about how amazing summer is, I'm totally right there with him. So, it's 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 a long winter every year. <laughs> so. Yeah. But that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, and you've got yeah, there's there's comedy, there's there's romance, there's danger. There's not, I mean, Prince Hans is the closest we get to a villain, but he's not really yeah. a villain. He's more just an antagonist. Because yeah. he's an idiot. Pretty much. Yeah. And the one you like, have to be more concerned about is the character played by Alan Tut. Tut. Yeah. You mean the Duke of Weas- Weaseltown? Weasel- Weasel- yes. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I kind of feel like, you know, now we've had 10 years to think about this movie and it's been analyzed to death and, and we all know that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, did you really need a, like a, like a mustache twirling villain in this? Because you have yeah, a but he's so funny. <laughs> so Weasel Weasel Town or or Hans? Weasel Town. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, and he he get he gets way more to do, and uh, way more uh, you know quote unquote screen time. Well, in this case, stage time in the the musical version of it, and the entire time that I. Yeah, we were at the the show yesterday. I was like, like you know, if they if they decided to do like what it, like they've done where they've done like the the live mm-hmm. uh, musicals, like they they done uh, Little Mermaid and they've done Hairspray and and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, if I was going to fan cast the live version of this, Hans. Of the Southern Isles would need to be Zachary Levi. Okay. And see uh, the Duke of Weaseltown would need to be Michael Sheen. <laughs> oh, because yeah, Michael I Sheen see, would have fit yeah. perfectly into mm-hmm. that role yesterday when I saw it. <laughs> I was like, yep. like, please and thank you. Can we have that happen? <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's he's he, yeah he gets he gets way more to do way more lines and it's he's hilarious i mean you could just tell that the cast in the broadway version at least the cast that, that's currently on tour right now that, that i saw yesterday is they are loving this material mm-hmm. and Anna, both the girl that plays uh, young Anna and then adult Anna are so funny. You know, she, she, they're, they really have tapped into Anna is, you know, while she's, I think she's supposed to be like, well, it, it, the, the short in between Frozen 1 and 2 Anna turns 19, so you figure probably in the first Frozen she's about 18. Uh, so, you know, technically she's an adult, but she's lived this very sheltered life, being mm-hmm. locked up in this castle, not even having her sister to play with, because her sister's just, like, you know, locked herself away. If anyone's not seen the How It Should Have Ended for Frozen, please it's, do. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's brilliant. I think, yeah. I think we were all thinking it. I, I mean, necessarily where she ends up if you haven't seen it i'm i'm going to refrain from spoilers because it's brilliant but it's just kind of like look you probably should train her in her powers Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh and if you don't know how find somebody who does exactly i mean obviously the trolls know a a thing or two that might be a good place to start uh-huh. Like, do they know somebody? I mean, in the second movie, you find out, like, oh, the mom is from a, a, a culture that knows about all this stuff. Maybe, you know, go talk to them. Mm-hmm. I, I, feel like, I feel like this whole franchise is setting it up, like, everyone sucks at talking to one another. Like, mm-hmm. that, that trope, the only communication kills. The only like, one who seems really good at communication is Grandpappy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Although when they get into a song and dance number, it, it, you're, it, you're kind of SOL until they're done. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> uh, so, but yeah, just, uh, um, you know, and uh, when they, uh, I mean, I know when Disney was first all like, we're going to start doing stage musicals. And people are like, okay, what are you going to do? Like, because you know, like Roger Hammerstein, they got Cinderella. Uh, yeah. So it's like, what are you, what are you going to do? Your own version of Cinderella? You want Snow White? And they're like, no, we're going to do The Lion King. And people are like, wait, what? How are you going to make that a thing? And they managed oh, to pull it off. So then all these years later, they're like, we're going to do Frozen on Broadway. And I'm sure people are like, wait, how's that going to work? And I will be honest with you. I'm still not entirely sure how all of it works. Some of it I, ca- I could figure out, some of the special effects. But some of it is just visually. Mm-hmm. They were able to capture what, you know, the it's a lot easier to pull off in cartoon form because like physics and stuff don't exist right. uh, in cartoon universes. 
but you know their their ability to um you know do some of the snow and ice effects and you know elsa's tra- you know transformation costume transformation in let it go and mm-hmm. um you know the the costume slash puppet that they use for sven is so amazing looking and just has this amazing presence on stage and is also very entertaining to watch and then the same thing with Olaf. Yeah, they've managed to to take something that's like, well, how are you going to translate this into real life? They figured it out. Uh-huh. And it's a it's a sight to behold. And then on top of that, you've got the songs that, you know, all the songs that are in the movie are uh-huh. in the the stage version, plus new songs. Several of them are quite catchy. When they get to Wandering Oaken's uh, <laughs> trading post and so on, uh, there's a whole song and dance number about the uh, word that they have for comfort, warmth, excitement. It's called Huga, which is not how it, you think it would be pronounced when you're looking at it because it's H Y G G E, but I oh, guess they yeah, pronounce yeah. it. They pronounce it Huga. And it's this whole big, it's, it's like your almost traditional big, flashy Broadway song and dance number. But it's like, uh, it's all of Wandering Oaken's friends and family get, constantly coming in and out of the sauna wrapped in towels. Mm-hmm. And then cover, covering bits with like pieces of pine tree branches. <laughs> And doing kick lines is so funny. It's just constantly thinking about Huga and what's Huga and what's not Huga. Uh, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> oh, and of course, you know, let it go, which mm-hmm. every, it's like, ugh, brings tears to my eyes almost every time. I know so many people got so sick of that song really quickly. You know, once the movie came out and it ended, you know, it was all over the place at the Disney parks and I mean, commercials and anywhere and everywhere. But I love Let It Go. You know, I'm I'm not much for necessarily the princess I want slash power ballad, but the. What I what I think is so great about let it go is how people can individually interpret it mm-hmm. what it you know what what does it mean to let go i mean for elsa it's obviously letting go of the fear i mean obviously she's still very afraid but she's finding this freedom to finally like figure out who she is and what she's actually uh-huh. capable of right and honestly i think it ties really well back to walt and his story you know people thought that he was nuts doing a feature-length cartoon oh, you know yeah. as a film and then people thought he was nuts mortgaging everything to build a you know essentially an amusement park and then people thought he was nuts for doing this and doing that and you know what walt was like forget you i'm not concerned about what you think 
I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to try it. And if I fail, oh, well, at least I know I tried what, you know, what mm-hmm. I felt in my heart was what I needed to do. So, and I, I, I feel that, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. deep, you know, down in my soul, the, uh, the idea of being fear, not just authentically yourself, but fearlessly authentic. And that's what, uh, yeah, that's that. That's my interpretation and in how "Let It Go," you know, strikes me right. personally. So, yeah, I mean, it uh, "Let It Go" is genuinely a really good song, both in the lyrics and mm-hmm. what it means, and in the music. And then you have, you know, Adina Menzel singing it, and I think we can all that too unanimously mm-hmm. agree. You go for you go from uh, you know you go from you know defying gravity to let it go yeah. and it's just like yeah damn girl and those, and uh-huh. those songs are, have like a similar meaning behind it and mm-hmm. you know yep luckily one one character ends up a lot better than the other one <laughs> you know the story I mean good. yeah that depends. <laughs> If you're okay. talking, if you if you know how wicked ends, maybe not so much. But yeah, you know, it's not an easy road to get where she gets. No. I will give but, you that. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's that, and that's why I was kind of like, I want more Elsa. I want to know why, like, like what was the whole, like, you know, what was it like being locked away for all those years? How did it? You know, what did you do in the day to day? What, you know, did you ever want to learn how to how to control your powers? You know, because we definitely get Anna's point of view in that in that like you know she wants, you know, she wants her sister. She wants to, you know, let's go. You know, do you want to build a snowman? Mm-hmm. And Elsa, we just kind of see. I don't know. She just is sort of just there. And not, I don't know. I just, I feel like we don't really get as much of her, about her in the first movie as we, as I probably would have wanted to. And yes, I know yeah. more comes out in the second movie. That movie's kind of messed up. But you know, they got their big their their big power ballads out of it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is true. Because I mean. I mean, you look at all the, all the, the, uh, you know, the, the, uh, you know, advertising and everything, and, like, Elsa's just prominently everywhere, mm-hmm. so it's, like, it's her story. Yeah. But we don't really get a whole lot, and unfortunately, in the, in the, in the musical version, they don't necessarily do a whole lot more other than, mm. um, you know, they, they actively outright say that Anna and Elsa's parents leave because they're looking for answers mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. Elsa. Unlike in the movie where it's just kind of like, well, where are you going for two weeks? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, something that they also made sure to do when we got the Frozen storyline at Once Upon a Time. <laughs> so. Yeah. Absolutely. 
gave us a little something to work with there as well. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and we we get we at least get not necessarily with Elsa, but just kind of the history of magic mm-hmm. in Arendelle as a whole in the second movie. So yeah, it, whenever we get the the third and or the fourth, um, that uh, that maybe we can get more into, you know, it's like you can kind of make the you know if you're if you're uh, yeah you want to take the time to to take you know what they've given us as far as information in the the films and the shorts and stuff, you Mm -hmm. can kind of make some connections like, you know, Oh, their mother is from these people up in the North that, you know, some have magic and it's connected to the elements. And, you know, so genetically, there's a chance that any children they have also will inherit that same ability. So that's why Elsa has powers and Anna does not. Um, but, um, but yeah, it, it would be kind of nice. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Learn a, a little bit more um, about, about that. So maybe deep dig more into the history of of Arendelle and magic mm-hmm. I guess that's not necessarily directly related to Anna and Elsa's lineage so just something like how does like how does this work are there other you know other you know magic you know, people with magic powers stuff like that I don't know it, it, does it does it go beyond the go beyond the realms of of yeah. where they of where they live? Although, thanks to uh, Sean, those of us that are Facebook friends with Sean, uh, of, of traveling the vortex, may or may not have seen his post from several days ago. But apparently, um, Shy, his his mm-hmm. granddaughter, was was watching Pocahontas. <laughs> and Shy came up with the headcanon that the, the yes. wind from Colors of the Wind is Gale from Frozen 2. <laughs> so, ah. I was like, headcanon accepted. Thank you, uh, Shy. <laughs> yes. I mean, we already know that, that, that Frozen is connected, in theory, is connected to other parts of the Disney universe because. Like Tarzan. Well, <laughs> yeah. Like, like potentially Tarzan. Um, and we see, speaking of Tangled, Rapunzel yep. and Flynn Rider in the throng of people walking into yep. the palace when the gates are open. So it is possible. Yes, it is. It could be possible. So we're living we're living in an Avatar the Last Airbender Disney version yeah. world. Well, we do know the princesses hang out to get uh, hang out with each other and, and Ralph breaks the internet. That is true. So, you know, why not? <laughs> now, which one's the Avatar? I gotta know. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I just thought that was, that was funny. 
So that is that is. Like apparently, that. apparently, it blew Sean's mind when I said that. I was like, "No, oh, I'm, I, I head cannon accepted." Thank you, Shy. <laughs> kind of amazing what 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 connections kids make. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Yep. Yep. So, but yeah, well. Thank goodness we had we had the the Frozen storyline in Once Upon a Time because that's one of the best half seasons oh. we've had in the entire series. Absolutely, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. That one and Wicked were fantastic. Mm-hmm. They were, and it really they really took the the lore, I guess, of both Frozen and Once Upon a Time, or what could have been, and obviously that came out before the second movie um but it just they had fun with it and i'm really glad they did it that way and i love that they included you know the the actual snow queen in in their story and you know she's she's their aunt and it i guess it kind of could you know if it if if they stuck with the lore of, of the frozen movies it could work just you know because their moms were sisters Mm-hmm. I don't know. It all it 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 definitely got my brain going as far as like stories and how this all could work and oh sorry stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're, they're, and, and the thing is, is Disney did not go to the showrunners of Once Upon a Time. They were they loved Frozen so much that they yeah. were like. We want to do this as a plot. <laughs> yeah, and obviously there were a lot of stipulations uh-huh. for them being yes. able to do that, which you know, thank goodness they that they even gave permission. Because at that yep. point, Frozen. Well, I mean, it's still a huge thing now, but oh, back at that point, what was it? Twenty fifteen? Think so? Yeah. That sounds oh, about yeah. right. Yeah, it was. It was the fourth. It was the fourth season, so it was. Yeah. Was it um, yeah. Uh, autumn of twenty fourteen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it was. Yeah. It was. Whoo! It was. A, it was at the pinnacle of Frozen mania. Mm-hmm. I guess. So they were like, "Yeah, don't do anything to screw up our thing," and they didn't. They they did it just fine, and the the live action. So you know. When, when inevitably it comes around, it comes time for Frozen to get the live action remake treatment. Mm-hmm. We're just gonna look at. We're gonna point to Once Upon a Time and say, "Look, they already did it. You don't need to do it again." Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and Pretty to, much. And those, yeah, and I mean, to those who be like, "Oh, they wouldn't do that. It's too new. They're doing a live action Moana." Mm-hmm. Speaking of, and Moana of, is newer. Yes. Yes. And uh, that was one of the things after the strikes ended that they started talking about, oh, hey, you know, Dwayne Johnson wants to get this fast track. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know how I feel about that. I smell what the rock is cooking. I'm not sure if I'm ready for it. And I'm not sure if I'm ready to say, uh, you're welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, 
so you might get a really sarcastic thank you out of me. Yeah. More like, uh, no thanks, not now. I, I'm good with the like, Not right now. I just had a, I ate a really big lunch. I'm, I'm yeah. going to be good for a while. Thank you. Please yeah, yeah. Thank I'm, you. A, I'm okay. <laughs> You know. <laughs> we, we, we need to let this sit and stew and percolate and proof a little bit more before we uh, put too many. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's one thing to do the live action of the movies that are, you know, 60, 70, 80, you know, plus years mm-hmm. old. Yeah. You know, to do a live action Cinderella was not that well, it's- weird. <laughs> Well, and that right. one was different enough, but it's like, okay, this is just another interpretation, because how many yeah. adaptations right. of Cinderella are there? A lot. All of them. <laughs> all the all the adaptations. Yeah. Anyway. Well, even, even, yeah, even just how many adaptations are there of the Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella? Yeah. Right. True enough. <laughs> so. True enough. Yeah, I, I, I will, I, yeah, I'll get up on yeah. That uh, soapbox. Yeah. Whatever, but eh. yeah. So, so yeah, yeah. I, mean... I, I, I hope that that's. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna happen at some point in our lifetimes, or right now. It's just like, can we just put can a just enjoy little pause on 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 the idea of a yeah. Live action Frozen. Let's uh, how about how about we do those sequels first that y'all were talking yeah. about? Yeah, I mean, not not yeah. <coughs> I hope they was like, oh, they're gonna do it eventually, it, it, even if nothing has been announced or approved or mm-hmm. or anything. But it's just kind of like you're gonna do it. Just 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 stop pretending. We all know it's gonna mm-hmm. happen. It's like, what are you, what are you gonna do? You gonna, you gonna do a, a, a film adaptation of the Broadway version? Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing for Wicked. That <laughs> so. is true. <laughs> I hope they do that one well. Yeah. well. First, they gotta finish it, which now they can't. Now the strike is over. Yeah. It's uh, funny now that the, now that the strike is over, that uh, hearing from uh, people on the inside because apparently, apparently, like, like Wicked was not close to being done, but Wicked's I believe is being turned into two parter. Why uh, I do not know. Well, but apparently, like Beetlejuice two only had like a week or two left of production when the strike started. So. <laughs> Oh dear. So it's like we're gonna get some stuff sooner rather than later now that they're back to it. Yeah. <laughs> but in the meantime, if you need your frozen fix, you got both films and the shorts on Disney Plus. You can watch Once Upon a Time. I mean, if you want to watch just that season of Once Upon a Time, you can. Yep. It's on Disney Plus. Uh-huh. They've got the they're you know Frozen appears in a lot of video games. Some of them are Frozen specific. Some of them are Disney. So it's got multiple like Kingdom Hearts and mm-hmm. you know Dreamlight Valley and and stuff uh-huh. like that. 
uh, you know, board games, obviously the, uh, you know, all the frozen stuff at the Disney parks, you know, the, the ride in Norway and Epcot, you know, you can meet Anna and Elsa, you can do frozen depending on which cruise itinerary you're doing Again, do Alaska. Odds are there's going to be a frozen night. Uh, where you can see the one-hour version of the Broadway musical. Uh, so, little on the smaller side, but it gets you... It, it's essentially the Broadway musical, but just with the songs from the movie. They take out the, the bits that were added just in for the musical. <laughs> so, you're getting, you're getting a truncate... A, a one-hour live-action version of the movie essentially um which is still really good considering they're on a cruise ship and therefore you know limited space and uh that sort of thing um so that's uh you know that's that's cool and then you know if, if you have the ability uh the time and and the the finances you can see the, the actual Broadway version because it's on tour right now. It's here in Indianapolis for another week, I think. And then, funnily enough, it goes to Detroit after this because I saw billboards for it when we were in Detroit. And I was like, hey, look, they're getting frozen right after we do. <laughs> <laughs> so it is on tour. You can go see it. It's really good. It's really, really good. I mean... Chauncey and I always try to do something with a Disney connection to it every year, just to, mm-hmm. you know, because we're a couple of Disney adults and we're like that. Got to got to keep the, the love alive. But, yeah. um, you know, we can't quite get back to the parks yet. We can't go on another cruise yet because our passport's expired uh, during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not around to renewing them yet. Um, yeah, but we've done, you know, the parks on both coasts. We've been to Marceline, which is Walt's hometown. We've been to the museum in San Francisco. So it's like, we always try to do something with the Disney connection. If it, you know, whether Disney or Star Wars or Marvel or, you know, whatever. Um, but this time around, this, this was actually our first Disney Broadway show. So... Because we've not seen like the Lion King, and we've seen like the park versions. Mm-hmm. So like we we've seen obviously we've seen the the truncated cruise ship version of Frozen. We've seen the trunk, yeah, you know, the the cliffs cliffs notes speed run ver not speed run but cliffs notes version of Aladdin out in California before it got replaced. Um, and uh. Uh, you know, they've got Finding Nemo, the musical at, uh, you know, Animal Kingdom. But again, it's not a full length musical, you know, two plus hours. Uh, so, but there's, I mean, Disney's got several Broadway musicals out there. They got Frozen, they got The Lion King, they've got Aladdin. Uh, they got Mary Poppins, which technically is not Disney IP, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. so, but yeah, all this time we've yet to see one of Disney, uh, a Disney Broadway 
full Disney Broadway uh, style show, but now we have. So it was really awesome. Although it, it, it felt a lot like we were back at a Disney park because there were just so many little girls running around <laughs> wearing princess dresses. <laughs> yep. I do have to say it was kind of cute, though, before the show started. Uh, you know, they, they made an announcement. They were like, you know, please turn off your cell phones and blah. You know, please don't take pictures or video, that sort of thing. And they're like, we'd like to thank, you know, uh, thank everyone who is, who is here that this is their very first musical or, you know, theater show that they've ever been to. It's a lot of kids. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a lot of them, for them, this is probably their first time seeing a, a you know, a full on, stage production like that like this so that was that was really cool so oh, yeah it's fun hearing some of the commentary from the kids around us you know they either have something to say or that have questions some of the jokes definitely were put in there because uh they knew that there would be adults in the, the audience as well <laughs> oh so, those are fun yeah <laughs> the little girl behind us wanted to know why it was so funny while singing first time in forever at one point Anna is caressing the the uh chiseled chest of a bust of a man uh. <laughs> well well yeah yeah I was like yeah her, her parents were just like Shh, yeah <laughs> probably hoping she'll forget uh, yeah, we'll be having by the time we reach in a mission near future. There were several, mostly jokes that were, that were definitely written in there, knowing that there are going to be adults who may not necessarily want to uh, sit through a quote unquote children's show for two hours. <laughs> uh huh. But, you know, if you want to introduce your kid to uh, live theater, do it with something like this where it's going to be characters they recognize and some of the songs they're going to recognize. Yeah. Not a bad start. Not not a bad start indeed. Yeah. I I told Chauncey this after I said I I do have to say I feel a little um, a little sorry for the orchestra. They're in the pit, you know, right off the, the edge of the front of the stage because they they were either using chilled fog or actual dry ice fog. So it sits low to the ground, mm-hmm. but it you know helps to give the effect of ice and snow and stuff, except it would slowly creep forward and then go over the edge of the stage into the orchestra pits. <laughs> Oh dear. Mm. During the show, and I was like, if I was one of those musicians, I'd be like, I can't see my sheet music, the fog's in the way. <laughs> yeah. I don't have this completely memorized yet. I should, yeah. but. Mm. Like, wait a minute. Where's that change that we made in rehearsal yesterday? <laughs> I just, I hope the fog. Is that supposed to like... be a short rest or a long rest? <laughs> yeah. I just hope it doesn't. Condense and ruin the 
<laughs> Ooh, problem. Yeah, or they inhale anything like oh, some yeah. poor yeah. some poor yeah. trumpet players taking in a breath right before they need to blow their horn and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> hog <laughs> oh boy well good on them they're troopers yeah it sounds like it was a good time <laughs> it was good it's always fun to get a little dressed up and go out for a few hours and be like, we're going to the theater. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else we want to comment on, discuss? Happy 10th birthday, Frozen, and now yes. I really feel old. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. It's all good. It's a good movie. Even if it is. It feels like it's everywhere still to a point. But yeah. The kids love it. And, you know, we we had our we had our movies that were everywhere when we were kids. So it's, yeah. yeah. And, honest, and honestly, you know, these days with the, the social medias and stuff, like if it really... If you really wanted to compare and contrast, odds are it probably feels like it's everywhere because that's where you tend to hang out as True. types of groups that something like this would be advertised to anyway. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you were into something else, you could probably be like, oh, Minecraft, it's everywhere, you know, <sighs> or something like that. So, right. Uh, you know, just, you know, if it annoys you that much. Just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, well, if any of our listeners wants to chime in on their thoughts on Frozen, whether it's the movie or the, you know, phenomenon or anything like that, you can send us some feedback through our email, which is fiveishfangirls at gmail.com You can also visit our website, which is thefiveishfangirls.com That has links to our social media. That also has uh, links to our uh, YouTube channel. Um, you can look at our uh, show notes. So, you know, links to the things we've discussed here, some other information and stuff like that. And if you comment, we'll also treat that as um, feedback as well. You can mm -hmm. also you can also support us through our Patreon and our merch shop that helps you know helps us take care of the costs that we incur from podcasting because there are a few. And of course, as always, thank you, thank you for your support, for listening, for anything that you've done to show that you're out there listening and enjoying what we do. It's amazing, and you all are fantastic, and we love you guys. So, if you're celebrating Thanksgiving this week, be safe, mm -hmm. enjoy, mm -hmm. eat a lot of turkey or whatever it is you're having, and just, just try to relax. Yep. And be careful if you do any Black Friday shopping, because that could be, that could be wild. Yeah. <laughs>
Yes, so, remember, yeah. someone who worked retail for 20 years, there is nothing out there that's worth getting injured and or dying over. Uh-huh. Yeah. The good news is you can get Black Friday deals online. Uh-huh. Like, Comfort I don't want to go out on home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan yeah. of, of going out in the cold in the middle of the night. I'm like, I just, I'll just jump up. I'm good. If, if you're shopping online or not on Amazon, check out our wish lists. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Our wish yes. lists. Yes. Or, you know, it's, uh, it's also a time for just, you know, donating to places, uh-huh. too. We've got a PayPal donation link on the bottom of the website. Just saying. <laughs> Season of giving, folks. Indeed. Indeed. But just, just glad you're here. Yep. Alrighty. So, with that, we shall sign off for this week. This is Chrissy saying goodnight from Salt Lake City. This is Holly from Wisconsin saying good evening. And this is Rachel in Indianapolis, Indiana. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle, but put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman! Thank you for listening to the Five-ish Fangirls. Please visit thefiveishfangirls.com for details on how to further support the show, along with information on our nonprofit Fangirls Give Back. We love our Five-ish fam and appreciate all of your feedback, shares, and encouragement. Remember to keep letting your geek flag fly. <laughs> <laughs>